Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Frugal Snobs podcast, the award-winning on-demand audio experience that has never won an award, but that could all change. We hope you enjoy this week's episode. Please be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Google Play Music, or check us out on Stitcher or TuneIn Radio. Find out more by visiting frugalsnobs.com. While you're there, be sure to help out the project by taking the Podtracks survey, directly donating via PayPal, or by doing your Amazon shopping through the Frugal Snobs associate link. We also invite you to follow us on Twitter at Frugal Snobs or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Frugal Snobs. And now, on to the episode. Hey everybody, this is Justin from FrugalSnobs.com. Welcome to episode 77 of the Frugal Snobs podcast. Today is Sunday, November 13th, 2016. Christina's with me, say hello. Hello. All right, everybody, this week, um, very quiet week, not a lot going on, but we are getting ready for the Thanksgiving holiday vacation period here in the United States. Christine and I are both off after this week uh, for a week, so we're going to be enjoying some time and actually getting caught up on some things and also recharging. But what can I say? This week was very weird. Understatement. Very, very weird. So I have to admit, Christina, you predicted it. I was very worried that our candidate, one Donald John Trump, would not win the election here in the United States, but he did. And he is the president-elect of the United States of America, the 45th president. Yes. That's pretty cool. So, yeah, What did you do on Tuesday? What did I do on Tuesday? I ran to McDonald's for you. Oh, yes. Okay, for anybody out there that's actually been following me on Facebook, and by the way, you can follow me at facebook.com slash jagtronic, J-A-G-T-R-O-N-I-C. Same on Twitter as well, everybody. Um, Christina decided to go to a local McDonald's establishment and purchase... 45 cent cheeseburgers for me and this is part of my my weight gain campaign you bought what 10 of them yep and how many of them did i eat that first night four yes then followed by the the next six the next day yes so yes by the way folks because of the election and the ability to elect the 45th president of the united states mcdonald's was running a promotion where they would sell a 45 cent hamburger and or cheeseburger so for the cheeseburger, that has more value. Yeah, that's because they have much better value. Uh-huh. Considering at Burger King, they charge you $0.10 cents for a slice of cheese. And it's not even real meat. That's the thing. It's like fast food. It's not even like real meat. So why would it be real cheese? True. True, oh. true, true. Good point. So, all right, everybody. So Donald Trump was elected president um, in a pretty resounding fashion, everybody. I mean, he won by, what, 27%? Approximately, yeah. About 27%. All the pollsters were wrong. Um, I understand there's an argument out there from everybody saying, well, Hillary Clinton won the popular vote. Well, guess what? Too bad. Yeah. Too bad. My, my, my answer to that is who gave the concession speech then? Good True. point. But yet there also, there's a conspiracy out there that some part is not technically finalized till December when the Electoral College does something and there's a petition going around and they're still trying to get... So basically, they're, they're still trying to basically, like, absolve the results of the election. Exactly. But, okay, so... We're going to talk about the first 100 days in this episode, folks, here in a minute. <laughs> but I just want to bring something up, okay? Everyone said, oh, Trump is horrible. Trump is a bigot. Trump is a racist. He's all these horrible things. He treats women horribly. They're ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. You're going to fault a person who essentially made something from nothing, has failed several times in his life, but still been successful after the fact, and essentially is... An elite American, and you're going to fault him because he doesn't have political experience? I'm glad he doesn't. He, he's actually going to make a, most likely, a better president. Most likely. Because he comes with more business savviness, because that's what you actually need. The government should be run like a business. Exactly. Every, everyone says the government should run like a business. I, that, this case, let, me, let me make something very clear. So I heard a comment this week that, 
oh, well, the electorate for Donald Trump is basically white working class males. And how can he relate to them? He only got $12 million as seed money to start his, his first real estate company. Let me make something very clear. As a business owner myself, and as somebody who grew up as the son of a business owner, etc., make something very, very clear. I don't care if I got a dollar. I don't care if I got a hundred dollars. I don't care if I got a million dollars. I don't care if I got fourteen million dollars. You still have to take whatever it is you have and make it into something more. And it, it's really not going to matter when you look at fourteen million dollars versus the I think at its peak worth three billion dollars Trump was worth. That's not going to matter. You still have to make something from next to nothing. And when you look at the relative expense of starting his company, his venture versus what he ended up doing with it, that's nothing. That's absolutely nothing. See, that's the problem that I have in this country is people who basically criticize other people, but they've never done it themselves. They've never started yeah. anything from scratch. They've never had to literally be everything to a business. You didn't have to be the person that sat up at one o'clock in the morning writing a business plan. You weren't the person wondering where your next bills were, were going to be coming from in terms of paying everything off. You're not the one who's going to be investing your own capital. You're the, you're the person that works for somebody else and runs your mouth the whole time. And I can't stand that. So the way I look at it is, if you don't like where he came from or what he did, then do it yourself. But you're not going to. Most of you won't. I mean, most businesses fail in the United States within the first year. Yeah. And anybody that's around after that first year, they tend to fail in about the next three to four years. Mm -hmm. So, you know what? Criticize the man all you want. You didn't do anything like that. So who are you to run your mouth? Nobody. Fair? Fair. You're nobody at that point. You're just a citizen running your mouth. And unfortunately, our First Amendment gives you that right. <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. I think the First Amendment should be revised a bit. You're allowed to have the freedom of speech if it's relevant. Fair? Good addition. That's fair, if it's relevant. All right, so I also wanted to mention the whole protesting situation out west. So let me get this straight. Everyone said that a Trump supporter was a horrible human being. I myself was called a horrible human being. Yet, the man wins the election in a very convincing fashion. Yes. Okay? It wasn't even close, honestly. And then, atop that, even if you make the argument for Hillary Clinton winning the popular vote, everyone knows the popular vote doesn't count. Exactly. It's never counted. It's not going to count. Okay? So that's not even a factor at this point. Okay? Say what she will. She lost. Is that a nice way for me to put it? Yeah. She lost. So, at any rate, Trump is your president-elect. You need to respect the guy. But here, here's what I understand. Everyone said these Trump supporters were all horrible human beings and they were evil. Yet, when Hillary Clinton loses the election, they're the ones who riot. Yeah. They're the ones who cause social disorder. Yet, yet Trump supporters are behaved. Yes. I find that interesting. Look what happened with Mitt Romney. So did, think, did the Republicans riot like that? That's true, but think about it this way. When you look at the people that supported that, the other candidate and how they behave because they cannot accept it. I'm kind of glad Trump won on other fronts as well. In a way, it's like, you know what? I'm really glad he won. Because think about what would have happened if she had won and look at what chaos would have resulted because her supporters would basically be able to do whatever they wanted. Exactly. It's ridiculous. I mean, I think, I think this whole thing turned into one giant hypocritical exercise. I wholeheartedly agree. It did. And I, I think a couple of things also came out of that. And the first is that and again, folks, I don't mean to be running my mouth, but I've been holding this in for a few days. The more and more I see unrest, and the more and more that I see rioting, and the more and more that I see issues, the more and more I can literally look at all of those Hillary Clinton supporters and say, you are nothing but a bunch of bold-faced liars. Yeah, that's all they, they are. They are absolute liars. What they wanted was a society where people basically were handed everything. 
You didn't have to work hard for anything. There's no future for my family or anybody else because we're all going to be equal. They're selfish, selfish idiots because it's me, 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 me. Not That's right. That's right. It's like, oh, we're all equal. No, we're not. No, you have to They're, earn it. Well, yes, okay, and that's why you have a competitive democracy. That's why you have better universities and worse universities. That's why you have better companies and worse companies. Competition is good amongst people, amongst industry competitors. It doesn't matter. It's all for the better good. If you compete, the best products and outcomes are a result of it. In this case, I'm going to hand you everything. I'm going to bankrupt this country. I'm going to steal from my neighbor. I'm going to take money out of his pocket or her pocket that they pay in taxes every year, and I'm going to take it for myself even though I didn't earn it. No! The president is not Robin Hood. That's right. And all I can say is I've had enough. You know, and they say that, that this whole electorate that came out of the woodwork for Trump is all just a bunch of angry, white, male, middle-class voters. I absolutely find that ridiculous. There are many educated multi-ethnic individuals from mul multiple ethnicities, multiple racial makeups, backgrounds, economic classes, etc., that came out and voted for Donald Trump. Like me. There, there are many of them. And for somebody to say, well, it's just a bunch of ignorant, white, middle-class voters, you know what, everybody? I said it before. That's most of this country. Okay? Only about 30% or so of us actually have a college degree. Did you know that? Yeah. It's not many. No. And it's sad that we don't have the motivation to continue the education so that way they can actually understand where he's coming from. Yeah, and see, and that's the thing. And what, I, what did I tell people two weeks ago? I said on this show that there's a lot of people between New York and L.A. Mm -hmm. And guess what happened this week? They, they came all out. came out. I mean, come on, people. If you're going to run your mouth, understand the demographic you're dealing with. The average American does not make a lot of money. The average American is not college educated. Of course they're going to come out for a person that can make their life better. Mm -hmm. And by the way, as an American who is well-educated, Caucasian, under 40, and male, I found that whole stereotype extremely offensive. And insulting. I voted for a candidate that I felt would best support the issues that I cared about. And I don't care what anyone thinks because guess what? I'm still secure in myself no matter who's president. And if you have a problem where you're not secure enough in your own life, and whoever is the president of the United States really means that much to you, you have a problem. Yes. A very big problem. I mean, looking at Clinton camp campaign headquarters where people were crying, are you kidding? You mean to tell me that your life isn't secure enough and that you're not secure enough in yourself, that you can't just take the disappointment and move on with your life, that you're actually going to actually be moved to tears over this? That is ridiculous. It's pathetic. All right. Okay. I gotta calm first down. First rant's over. Yeah, I gotta calm down. Okay. <laughs> so, we'll get to the first 100 days here in a few minutes. We're gonna break it down as to how we see it. And again, folks, if you would like to comment on anything I've said, positive or negative, if it's negative, I will certainly oblige you with the response. If it's positive, thank you very much. And you uh, can certainly send your comments to frugalsnaps at gmail.com. We'll be more than happy to uh, get in touch with you. Uh, had a lot of good stuff happen this week. Yeah. A lot of good stuff. So, Trump wins the election. Awesome, awesome. Um, so we're looking forward to what the next four years are going to look like. Um, in terms of freebies this week, folks, we were able to pick up some really good freebies at our local Harris Teeter. Now, we were able to pick up two bags, not boxes, but bags, 16-ounce bags of rigatory pasta? Ratatory. Ratatory, excuse me. Ratatory pasta. Yes, it's actually an interesting cut. So it's, it's basically a spiral cut with a scoop on the side of it. It's really odd. So we, we actually had some, some homemade macaroni and cheese with ham yeah. last night, and actually it 
was really good in terms of how it caught the cheese exactly. flavor and everything else. It was really good. I mean, the best way to describe it is like a rotini meets elbow that's cut open. Yeah, like, a, like an open face elbow, like a, like a big shovel scoop on the one side and like a spiral on the other side. Yes. It's, it's interesting. It so. grabs the sauces fairly well. It does, and I'm sure if you added like vegetables and things too, it'd probably Catch grab that. those up. Yep. yep. So like corn kernels or slices of carrot or anything like that. So very interesting. I think it'd make a good pasta salad. We should try that. Um, to catch things like dressings and things like that. So, anyway, um, ratatory pasta. So two bags of that yesterday. We also picked up a power bar each. Each of a chocolate. What a strawberry. Uh, strawberry. A uh, chocolate peanut butter. There we go. Yes. Chocolate peanut butter power <laughs> bar. So two of those. Twenty grams of protein. Relatively decent on calories. I think two hundred calories per bar. Approximately. Um, so that's a little high on the calorie count. But I guess. If you're working out quite a bit and want to maintain, I guess it's not bad. You kind of need it. Um, I ate mine yesterday. Uh, you had yours today. You didn't care for it, did you? Not as much. See, I thought it tasted like a Three Musketeers bar. So, with a little bit of granola mixed in. But it wasn't bad, at least in, in my case. It was softer than the Premier Protein bar that I'm used to at 30 grams of protein. Um, so, I picked up two of those yesterday. And uh, we also picked up one other item. And Chobani. I ah, the Chobani, yes. Yeah, Chobani the, smoothies. The 10-ounce Chobani smoothies. And you got a mango. Yes. And I think I had a mixed berry. Yes. So, not bad, everybody. And by the way, all those items were free. Yes. So, we picked up around 10 bucks worth of free stuff yesterday. But, the really, really, like... Hold on. So, also, I know Christina's going to get to this in a second. She's ruffling a receipt, everybody. Receipt. So, so, hold on a second before you get to that. <laughs> we also picked up buy two, get three cheese free yesterday. So and buy coffee. Three, get, buy, three, buy two, get three free cheese. God, I cannot talk today. And we also picked up the buy two, get three free bags of 12-ounce coffees. Yes. So, and I will be trying the pumpkin spice this week, folks, and we'll have it on the show next week as a review. It's a new one for, for me, at least. Uh, smells like a pumpkin pie, as Christina says. So it does. Um, so, Christina, on the whole, between free things and all of our savings yesterday, because you also picked up some uh, southern pecan uh, bags of coffee as well, so for the holidays. So yes. how much did we end up saving yesterday? We saved a bundle. Over $75, did we not? Seventy. Seven dollars and no, seventy-six dollars and eight cents. And how much did we actually spend? Around what, forty-five dollars, maybe? We spent. I'd say about forty-five dollars. Sorry, folks, I take a sip of coffee here. Yeah, forty-five dollars and change. So we basically saved almost double what well, we spent. We would have spent wow, we would have spent over a hundred bucks yesterday. Yeah, easily. And it was in one square tote. And the odd part is, it's the coffee. That's what will end up getting you. Because the coffee is like 8 to $9 per 12 ounce bag. $7.99 a bag. Yeah, so you buy 10 of those, you know, that's $79.90. That's 80 bucks right there in coffee, but we did not pay that. Of course not. We no. paid 24 Yes, and each, well, each, to, well, each we paid like 16 Yes. So it's not bad. So we paid $32 yeah. for coffee. It's not bad at all. Especially to get four and a half pounds yes. of coffee. It's not bad at all. And various flavors. So I went autumn <laughs> not... Not folly, autumn-y. So uh, I think I picked up, what, two pumpkin spice, mm -hmm. uh, two cinnamon spice. No, two hazelnut and yes. one cinnamon spice. Yes. So we're getting toward the holidays, folks. Got about five weeks. Can't believe it. Uh, and by the way, folks, if you haven't done so already, again, as the intro suggests, please get out there, do your holiday shopping on Amazon, use the Frugal Snobs link. It helps us out. So it is the holidays, folks. And speaking of Amazon, we picked up some good Amazon buys this week. Oh, yeah. So, uh, let's see. I got You got your Shredding Night, or as I call it, Liquid Legal Speed. <laughs> so, let me... Okay, so let's get this straight. So, Christina, you bought this product, and it's called... What is it called? Shredding Night? Yes, Shredding by Body Night. Fortress. By Body Fortress. Now, we like Body Fortress for their, their whey protein, which you also have some of as well. Yes. So, you bought some of that also this week. But, 
Can you explain what this shredding night actually does for you? It actually works your muscles harder while you work out. Granted, you do get a good energy buzz from it. Now, this week, you tried it for the first time. How many hours of sleep did you get that night? Four, maybe. And were you up and down all night doing other things? Yes. And full of energy? Yes. At like 1 o'clock in the morning? Yes. Wow. So I've called it your legal liquid speed. Yes, I'm going to be baking it into cookies here soon. Yes. And by the way, Christina made some killer lemon mint protein muffins, would you call them? Cake muffins? Yeah, cake muffins. I mean, depending on, like, some of them look like cookies, some of them are muffins, depending they were on good. the tin. I they eat. were so good. So you use 60 grams of whey protein vanilla powder, yeah. basically, from Body Fortress in there. Um, also, right now, I'm sipping uh, a sip of the Guatemalan coffee that I keep talking about, folks, the fair trade coffee. But what did we do to it? We added two teaspoons of chocolate mass builder. By Body Fortress. By Body Fortress. So 20 grams of uh, protein per, I think, three scoop. Yeah. So three three scoop uh, ratio here. So 20 grams per three scoops. That's a basically a serving of three scoops, and then I think it was 500 to some odd calories per three scoops. Yeah. So it's not it's not like your typical weight gainer. And yes, folks, I am scratching my left eye. So if it sounds like I'm my voice is wavering, it's because I'm scratching my eye. Bit of an allergy, but um, but it I mean it it does the job. I mean as a as a maintainer, uh, if you're looking for like traditional mass builder weight gainer things like Russian Bear and things like that. One, um, even though I know the creator of Russian Bear personally, um, I'm not too into Russian Bear. I think it's like 5,000 calories per serving. I mean, it's like drinking cement. And quite frankly, you're not getting anything else except for just useless calories. So this whole mass builder thing was really designed to help me maintain and gain a little bit of extra and also lean off the protein a little bit since, Christina, you need more protein than I do. I need more yeah. calories than you do. So workouts continue, folks. Um, we're looking better, and since we're starting to get into the cooler months, we are uh, actually going to be working out a lot more and hopefully getting ripped and getting ready for spring. So summer worked out the way I think we wanted, but then we started to maintain, so now we're going to get over that hurdle. Time to up the ante. Yes, yes. So, all right, so we talked about uh, our products. We talked about our new purchases from Amazon. Gave everybody a plug to go out there and go shopping for the holidays on Amazon, and uh kind of give a little bit of a rant about Trump, and then we're going to actually kind of get into the first 100 days here shortly. Um, no coin or bill fines this week, everybody. It was a very quiet week. Uh, nothing's really going on there. Um, just just staying busy. Just staying busy. So have a week in the office this week, and then you have training this week, I think. Yes, two days. And then we are off next week. Yes. It's going to be nice. We'll be off Thanksgiving week and just going to be hanging out, making some good food, that sort of thing. So, all right. So... Is there anything else you want to talk about? Oh, the list. Yes. What are we going to talk about? The list. The list. So we've decided to do away with our Bonehead of the Week Award, everybody. And this is the first time you'll have seen the list. So you're going to start to see the list. You can see it on frugalsnobs.com. It is free of charge. You don't have to be registered to see the list. But you'll see it toward the bottom of the homepage where the presidential poll used to be. Uh, we've now replaced it with the list. And we'll keep a running total of things that bother us, get on our nerves, or things we're going to be talking about on the show. But a lot of things, basically, that you probably could have guessed are already on the list. The first five items are already out. Drivers, uh, distracted pedestrians or people, radicals, Democrats, liberals, and progressives <laughs> are on our list. So, I mean, like I said, I mean, people that were moved to tears over a loss of Hillary Clinton, that's ridiculous. I mean, come on. It, it just you, you should have so much more crap in your life, in your personal life, to deal with than worry about this so much. And if you're worrying about it... There's something wrong. You mean, you got to factor in if that's the biggest thing going on in your life, what are you really or doing? Or it's going to make that much of a change in your life. Yeah. Right? I mean, I know people are saying things like, well, what about the Affordable Care Act? Uh, with all due respect, 
It's Every, bankrupting the country. It is. We can't afford. We cannot afford this. And quite frankly, why aren't people looking at working for companies that give them health insurance? Exactly. Or I mean, give them options. I mean. You select who you work for, everybody. Yes. And you should probably research those companies before you just blindly take an interview. First thing I look at is what kind of benefits do I get? How many weeks of vacation do I get? Is my health care going to be affordable? Do I also have sick time? Do I have short-term disability? What kind of training budget do I get? Do I get equipment budgets? I mean, come on, man. I mean, after a while, you know, you get tired of working retail. You get tired of working at a grocery store. You get tired of working fast food. I mean, try. I hate to say I sound rude, but try. And try hard. Yes. Jesus. All right. So, yeah, I'm starting to get riled up again. (laughs) So, you want to get into the first 100 days? Might as well. Let's get into the first 100 days. I'm already upset. So With how they did this, I'm just going to preface it with there's three different sections of what he wants to do. Okay. So, what are the three sections first? Then we can go into the sections. Okay. The first one is for corruption and special special interest collision in D.C. Coalition, you mean? Yes. Ah, or collusion. Collusion. Ah, okay. So... You're reading this off of what, CNN.com or something NPR. like that? NPR.org. Ugh, NPR, also supportive of the government. So, <laughs> but, uh, um, I, I have my own issues with NPR. So, basically, special interests in Washington. Yeah. What's your next topic area? Seven actions to protect American workers. Okay, that's my most important thing. And what's your third section? And then the last part is five actions to restore security and the Constitution rule of law. I like that. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into the first 100 days with the first section regarding collusion. So what are the items that he wants to do in the first 100 days? Number one. So by the way, folks, if you hear a child in the background, there's a little kid outside the studio saying or doing something, so we apologize. (laughs) So go ahead, number one. Propose a constitutional amendment to impose term limits on all members of Congress. I agree with that completely. No more Strom Thurmond crap, all right? We're not going to have officials that are elected for life. Exactly. You know, and that's the thing. I mean, plus also, if you are if you are a career governmentarian or a career politician, you got to find something else to do. You have a problem. You do have a problem. I mean, you should be doing public service as a secondary item after you've had a full career. I mean, if it's not at the federal level, do it at your state level. Or local. Local's yeah. fine. I mean, local's perfectly fine. But, I mean, I think a person should also always have a, a, a private sector career first because that's how you meet real people. Yes. I mean, no offense, but when you're meeting, meeting, meeting other politicians, do you think they're really going to shake your hand and smile on your face and be really genuine with you? No. They're a politician. Of course they're not. They're fake. They're always fake. Their stats are fake. Everybody's fake. You know fake. my sentiments on politicians. I, I know. And again, we have the 20. Yeah. <laughs> $20 bill. So, all right. So, what is the, the next item? Second, a hiring freeze on all federal employees to reduce federal workforce through attrition, exempting military, public safety, and public health. That's good. And I say this because I think the government's too big anyway. Exactly. It's We've outgrown ourselves and we cannot financially support what we have. No, we can't. And quite frankly, we don't have work for half of these people to do. Yeah. I mean, look, if you want to be a paper shuffler or, or a, an analyst or well, assistant or whatever, I mean, fine. But why can't we just automate a lot of this with technology? Exactly. I mean, move more of the government to the online initiatives, which we should be doing, make sure everything is more secure. But move everyone into an online uh, section of, of the economy. I mean, even the government has to move on to an online uh, premise. So move everything uh, online, uh, basically reduce the, the number of bodies through attrition. And I'm sorry, folks, if you are a government worker and this is your solar source of income, you probably should have thought differently and should, probably should have been doing other things. I mean, again, like I said, I, I myself work as a contractor to a, a department of the government, but... 
I'm a private sector guy first. Yeah. I always have been. I mean, gov- first of all, government doesn't pay enough. I hate to say that. It doesn't. Second, no offense to all those government workers out there, my health care benefits actually cost me less than yours do. Yeah. And yours cost less than mine. <laughs> so actually, we as private sector workers pay less for stuff than government workers do. Yeah. And as you, as you know, I mean, typically everybody always has government's lifetime employment and you always have benefits. No. Mm-hmm. No. And even if you do have benefits, they're expensive now. Yeah. So you probably should have done different things. Next item. A requirement that for every new federal like regulation and existi- two existing regulations must be eliminated. Exactly. For business, absolutely. You want to get in my way, then, then at least give me some help somewhere else. So next. Number four. A five-year ban on White House and congressional officials becoming lobbyists after they leave the government service. I agree completely. I, I agree so much with that. And by the way, in those five years, you'll probably have become so out of touch with the way things work in Washington that you won't be able to become a lobbyist. I mean, ugh, special interest groups bother me. They really do. I mean, here's how I look at special interest groups. Why can't everybody mind their own business live their own lives, and care about yourself and the two or three people around you you care about the most. Is that hard? No. Why can't people do that? Why must they get in the way of everyone else? I have no idea. Why must they get involved in everyone else's lives and interfere? You know, most people, when they wake up in the morning, don't care about the average other citizen. I don't... I I mean, again, it's like, when we wake up in the morning, do we care about a lot of people? No. No. No, we care about ourselves. I mean, that's the only way you can really be successful. The wealthiest among us put themselves first, everyone else second. So, all right, next. Number five, a lifetime ban on White House officials lobbying on behalf of a foreign government. Of course. I don't want somebody in my administration that's going to lobby for for a potentially terrorist state or a foreign government that's trying to sway American politics. We're our own country. Dang it. We we are are not here to basically, like, bow to another, another power. Never. Not ever. Arsenal democracy. We're going to make America great again. Are we not? Yeah. Yep. What's next? A complete ban on foreign lobbyists raising money for American elections. Same, same vein as the previous statement. Yes. Why are they raising money on behalf of their governments to support American elections? Absolutely not. I think all that money should go to the Treasury Department. Exactly. Help reduce the national debt, keep the dollar strong, and reinvest it in, in U.S. infrastructure. Okay. Anything else? And now moving on to the actions to protect American workers. Okay, this is important to me. I'm an American worker, so are you. Yes. He will announce his intention to renegotiate NAFTA. Yeah. And withdraw from the the uh, deal. The TPP? Yes. The Trans-Pacific Partnership? No, no. It says, or withdraw from the deal under Article 2205. We'll have to look up the article. But here's the deal, everybody. NAFTA, I agree, was a very poor trade deal for the United States. It was. Because it essentially farms out work that we could be doing to both Mexico and Canada. And there's nothing wrong with Mexico and Canada, so I don't have anybody to say, well, well, Justin, you are, you're angry against others outside the United States. No, I'm not. What I'm saying, though, is, is that we should be farming out work that is not cost, uh, I should say, that is cost prohibitive for us to do or that is not cost advantage for us to do. But the problem is we're farming out all of the actual useful work to all of these, uh, to, to the other members of NAFTA. That, is, that should not be the case. Um, quite frankly, I think the United States should enter a much more a much more universal trade deal, maybe the free trade area of the Americas, which they tried to do, which reached to create the trade block from between Canada and Argentina. So it's in both North and South America, 
where you have more equal say rights of each member state and each member state can participate in the trade area based on what their what their strongest exports are so it helps them the most while helping everyone else also the most so there's fair trade there's there's free trade areas but they're not so selective and the united states doesn't carry the burden and the trans-pacific partnership i have to do some more reading about that as well um but apparently that is a deal that a lot of people disagreed with so we'll have to take a look at that so i say if, if with you saying you have to look up article 2205 it's the article for withdrawal a party may withdraw from its agreement six months after it provides written notice of withdrawal to other parties if a party withdraws, the agreement shall remain in force for the remaining parties. So basically, in essence, the United States can say we're out of NAFTA, and now Canada and Mexico have to basically remain in. Yeah. We can say we're done. That means we could also do that for really a lot of other things, like the World Trade Organization, the World Health Organization, even the UN, I guess, if we decided to. Which, by the way, everybody, the United States pays for nearly 80% of UN operations. Something else we need to take care of as well. Everyone needs to start paying their fair share. We're t I'm tired of being the, the global bank and the global, the global police force. Yeah, we shouldn't have to do that. Yeah, it's like dollarized countries. Dollarized countries are ridiculous. I mean, they're, 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 they're dollarized populations. Those, those U.S. dollars that are in, those, in these other countries supporting their banking system should be limited. Because guess whose Treasury Department has to deal with it? Ours does. Because yeah. we're printing the money. Right. And I actually looked up the TPP, and um, it's just way too much to go over right now. Mm -hmm. But we may um, consider that on a future episodes just so people actually understand what we're referring to. Yeah, I think so. I think we'll talk about NAFTA more. We'll talk about the free trade area of the Americas more. We'll talk about TPP. And we can go over the pros and cons of each. Mm -hmm. And also the, tr the different trade blocks as well um, that, that have permeated the planet. So uh, also pulling us out of NATO, I don't think that's a good idea, which I think is part of kind of one of his first 100-day items. But... I don't think pulling us out of NATO is the best idea, but I do think people need to start paying into their share of NATO. I mean, in other words, why are we always sending forces off to do things? Why can't we have equal party coalitions? Well, the United States, you're well equipped and you have a very you, you have a strong, well populated military. That that's irrelevant. If you're going to be party to an agreement for sending a force to a given area of the planet, it should be equal. So, all right, what's the next item? It's actually very similar to what we were just talking about. Mm -hmm. Instead of for NAFTA, it is actually for the TPP, the Trans-Pacific Partnership. Right, and we'll do some more research on that as well. And we're also look, um, he also wants to withdraw from that, and um, which I think was a bad I, I think it was a bad deal for us anyway because now you have countries like China, who's a known currency manipulator, um, basically entering in, making the export market very strong for themselves. Their imports are relatively low, so their expenses are lower. They're taking in more in surplus, and leaving us out you know, in the cold, so to speak. Um, and also Japan and South Korea also being left out in the cold as well. So, yes, I think we should withdraw from that deal. And, I mean, the deal is approximately 10 years long. That's too long. And there's 12 countries um, that have been uh, part of that deal. Australia, Brunei, Canada, Chile, Japan, Malaysia, Mexico, New Zealand, Peru, Singapore, and uh, United States and Vietnam. So Brunei is in this deal? Yes. Okay, interesting. But I think, again, I think these deals, even though they're, let's say it's a 10-year deal, they should be reevaluated every couple of years uh, just to adjust the deal. But we'll see what happens with TPP. So what's next? He will direct his Secretary of Treasury to label China a currency about. manipulator. We just talked about that. And yes, they are a currency manipulator. Basically, what China does is they essentially make their products on the open market priced the cheapest possible way and that way, what that now allows is other countries to buy those products relatively cheap as imports. 
It props up the Chinese export market, gives them a surplus in terms of net trade, etc., etc. And now suddenly you have now manipulated statistics for China's economy growing when in fact it's only growing because they're, they're basically manipulating their currency and also in essence making their exports far cheaper. And, and the only reason why their exports are far cheaper is because they don't follow the same safety regulations. No, they don't. No, they don't. And they're actually dangerous. Of course they are. I mean, I mean, most companies in, in the United States do produce at least some elements of their products and or services in China. I mean, think about the iPhones. Yeah. They're all made by Foxconn, essentially, basically, in and China. And look what happened to Samsung. Yeah. With South the Korean company producing parts, chips, etc. in China. The problem with China, though, also is that China also has, I think, like 80 to 90% of the world's uh, rare earths. Yeah. Me uh, those, those particular metals that, that are used in creating smart technology, they have 90% or so of the market. So where else are we going to get them from? Exactly. So. Well, unfortunately, we're pigeonholed there, but yeah. we need to explore other resources too. Well, yes, but, I mean, again, if, if the technology leans on this, this particular input, as a factor of production, where else? What else are we gonna do? I mean, we can't we can't make the rare earths. We can't synthesize them. So, all right, what's next? He will direct his Secretary of Commerce and U.S. Trade Representative to identify all foreign trading abuses that unfairly impact American workers and direct them to use every tool under American international law to end those abuses immediately. Um, I don't know about this in terms. It seems pretty far-reaching. But we'll see what happens. I really don't have to comment about it. Um, but, again, if it's possible to allow the Commerce Department to have that kind of power, we'll have to see. But what's next? He will lift the restrictions on the production of $50 trillion worth of job-producing American energy reserves, including shale, oil, natural gas, and clean coal. I'm worried about this, too. And also, the Keystone Pipeline, I think, is another item where he's going to clear the That's production next. of the pipeline. So I'm worried about that one, though, at least a little bit. Because, you know, fracking and things like that, are starting to cause earthquakes. Are yes, and, are, and also creating enough synthetics. I mean, they are causing natural disasters, and they aren't safe. I mean, coal's never really been that safe. No. I mean, you know, you have people dying of black lung. You have very unsafe drilling and unsafe mining practices. I mean, look at all the, all the mine cave-ins all over the world. So I, I, I don't know about that, but I think we've got to be a little more careful about this. I also think, though, that we do need to focus on other sources of energy that are renewable, like solar. And yes, I know I sounded like I was giving a liberal comment there, but it is true. We do need to focus on other sources of energy. The renewable energy. Yes, we do. That, that's sustainable over time. That also becomes less expensive. The problem with solar energy is it's just so expensive. Those solar panels are so expensive. We need to find ways to reduce the cost of production for them. Because think about it this way. I mean, if you, if you were to install solar-based power in your home... Those panels and generators could cost you up to $25,000. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know how many years of paying, a, paying a, a, a power bill or a bill for electricity and utilities? How long it's going to take? 15 years minimal? Yeah, to get all that back. I mean, are you even going to be in that house for 15 years? You have no idea. It's ridiculous. So it's got to get cheaper. All right, so what's next? Is that everything on the American worker list? Or There's we have more? one more. Okay. Cancel billions in payments to the United Nations climate change programs and use the money to fix America's water and environmental infrastructure. I agree completely. Everybody needs to deal with their own climate change stuff. And I've said on the show before, I think it's all conspiracy cooked up by the Democrats, which, quite frankly, what did you think industrialization was going to do? Yeah. What did you think it was going to do, people? It's going to make the world warmer. So regardless if you believe in climate change or not, you need to basically not only understand that to be, quote-unquote, progressive... We also have to deal with the consequences, and this is a consequence. 
So I don't think we should be paying the UN. I think that we should be focusing on ourselves. I mean, people need to be sustainable for themselves. Stand on your own two feet. Yes. And don't send, and again, don't send, you know, your, your troubles to us. Don't send your people to us either. I mean, I mean, okay, and, I, and I'll get to that here in a second when we get to the, the last section. But I'll just say this. We need to start looking at this country based on the Constitution that was written. And I know people say, well, we were different since then. Are we really? Are we really? Should we be? I don't think we should be. I mean, I do think we should be more tolerant, but I think if you look at the core of the Constitution, it was written for a certain group of people. Yeah. It's not written for everybody. It's not. And everybody says, well, everyone has equal rights. I'm like, yes, if you're within the group of people for which the Constitution was written. Exactly. So, all right, so next section. All right, next section is He'll have five actions to restore security and the constitutional rule of law. Which is good. And the first one is he will uh, cancel every unconstitutional executive action memorandum and order issued by President Obama. <laughs> Not to be blunt, but basically you know everything the last eight years basically contributed is gone. Pretty much. That's good. Including the Affordable Care Act. Yes. Absolutely. That was ridiculous. Insurance companies have lost billions of dollars. Billions and billions of dollars on insuring people that should not have had insurance to begin with. I mean, look, I understand people want, want coverage and whatnot, but you're going to have to pay for it. you got to pay for it. I'm sorry. So, all right, what's next? Begin the process of selecting a replacement for Justice Scalia from one of the 20 judges on his list. That's typical, though. I mean, we're going to have, basically we have an executive and legislative branch that is now Republican controlled by the conservatives. Awesome. And now we're hopefully going to have a judiciary as well. But I'm so glad to see that not only the presidency is now controlled by the Republicans, but Congress is maintaining their control. And we pick up the Senate. Yes. The Republicans control the House. They did not control the Senate up to this point. So that's pretty cool. So now the Republicans are in charge. It's had enough. I mean, after eight years, you get tired of it. You get tired of seeing your paycheck get smaller. You get tired of handing over payments to people that you'll never get back. <laughs> I mean, all these social programs we support, we're not going to get the money. No. And, we're, we're, and then, they, then these same people get upset, like, well, I don't know what happens if Trump wins. I'm going to lose this, this, and this. I'll tell you what you do. Get a better job. Get a better job. I mean, get the training you need. Do the work, for God's sake. I do mean, the work. Look what I'm doing. Groupon, under $75. Massive it's training. Not, it's, not, it's not even that. It's way beyond that. It's... I was trying to simplify an answer. Well, okay. Well, I, I'm amplifying the answer because <laughs> you have to understand what I'm saying is there's people out there that are, have been suckling off the system for 20 plus years. It's time to end. And then get upset like that you owe it to them. I owe you nothing. I will smack your hand away when you put your hand out for stuff. The president is not Robin Hood. It's not that the president's Robin Hood. It's that you yourself are accountable. True. And if you're not going to do it, go away. Yeah. Honestly, go away. Go crawl up in your ball somewhere and Move stay in, out of the way. Move to a lower cost of living country. And learn the language first. True. <laughs> you gotta learn the language first. Oh, any other English-speaking country, possibly, but, I mean, just to start. Well, a lot of them are expensive. That's the problem. But I guess my point, it's, it's not even around that. It's that I'm, I'm mad. And I'll tell you this, I'm angry. And, and you know what? If you guys want to put it into a racial context, which I don't, but go ahead... I am an angry, male, Caucasian, educated citizen. Mm -hmm. I am mad as hell at everything going on. I have worked so hard to get to where I am. I did not come here. I did not, I did not unlawfully come here. I was born here, damn it. 
And yes, I just said a, a swear word on the show. I'm sorry. That's I very was, mild. I was born here, damn it. And I am here to basically do the best I can for my country. I didn't run from my borders. I didn't run somewhere else. I didn't come here for the hope of a better life. I have a better life because I worked for it and I stayed and I built my country like any good citizen is supposed to do. And I did the best I could to contribute. I didn't run like most people do. They run here. You shouldn't be running here. You should be staying where you are and making life better. That will make you better. Yeah. Not running here to make it better. Because all you do is get in the way of other people, honestly. And that actually flows great into the next one. Mm -hmm. Cancel all federal funding to sanctuary cities. Absolutely. And just for our listeners out there who don't know what it is, a sanctuary city is a city in the United States or Canada that adopts local policies designed not to prosecute people solely for being an undocumented individual in the country in which they are currently living. That's illegal, though. And I mean, that's when, illegal. You cannot be yeah. here. I mean, that's what that's what the that's what some that's what these sanctuary cities are doing. Here's the interesting part of that. And again, if I upset people, fine. I'm, let us know. That's <laughs> fine. You can let us know, and we will be more than happy to oblige you with a response. That's the difference. You can you can tell us you disagree, but be expectant of a response from us, because we don't cower. Anyway, so if, if you look at this this way, if a person is in a sanctuary city, they're an undocumented individual. I didn't call them a citizen because they didn't go through the actual naturalization process. And they're not a citizen. They're not. If you are here without documentation, you did not come here the legal, proper way, you're technically a criminal in this country then. Yes. I don't care if you committed a crime or not. You actually have committed a crime, just not a violent crime. Are they not criminals? Yes. They are criminals at that point. And I know it's, it's, it's going to anger some people. Be angry. Refute what I said. Think about what I just said. If you come here undocumented and not going through the legal process for naturalization and citizenship, what does that make you? A criminal. Mm -hmm. It makes you a criminal. <laughs> you may not like it, but you're a criminal at that point. So, okay. Which this is perfect for the, um, his next step is to begin removing more than 2 million criminal illegal immigrants from the country and cancel visas to foreign countries that won't take them back. They should take them back. I mean, look, if, if it is one of your citizens here, you should be responsible for those citizens. And if your economies cannot support the population, then you should be making some changes from, from a policy perspective. We are not here to take in the, the huddled masses all the time. Yes, we were back in 1776 when we were trying to basically populate the country and gain our independence. And then after 1812, when we had to solidify our independence. Mm -hmm. But remember, if you look back at the Constitution of the United States and why it is written the way it is, and yes, I understand that we've progressed beyond that point, but if you look at the core of the Constitution, everything that essentially you've just read off this list are items that are, with, are basically upheld by the Constitution. I'm serious. It's upheld by the Constitution. I mean, so I don't understand is why people pick and choose as to how American are you. You're very American. You're a patriot when it suits you. Yeah. But then when it doesn't, you criticize the very government and the democracy that other people have fought to protect and give you. Yeah. That is why I don't respect my liberal counterparts. 
that's exactly why I don't. I think they basically pick and choose what they want versus supporting the, the ideals of an American democratic way of life. Now, I understand that democracy in this country is simply a form that we've adapted. It's not true democracy. That I understand. It's all interpretive. But, you know, again, after those, the, the actions of this week and the riots, etc., I'm very mad. I, I'm mad at them. I'm disappointed in them. And I'm embarrassed for those, those people. Oh, all right. Next item. The last one on this song was is suspend immigration from terror-prone regions where vetting cannot safely occur. All vetting of people coming into our country will be considered extreme vetting. Right, and it's already a two-year process for some people. Yeah. I mean, at this point, yeah, it should be. I mean, it, I don't understand it. I don't understand why everyone thinks that... Actually, why? Actually, no, I take that back. I think the problem is that everyone still thinks this country is the land of opportunity and the American dream. Yeah. No! <laughs> you... You need to stay where you are and focus on your life where you came from so that you can make your own society better. If you want to be proud of your country, that's how you do it. That's yeah. why you have so many proud American citizens. You know, That's why we're so proud, because we stayed and we made it better. You know, it, it, Again, you should be staying where you are and making life better. And if you are going to be coming here, it should be done through a legal process. I, I just don't get it. I don't understand. I don't understand... How, I mean, and I understand the race as well. There's, there's always despair and evils in the world. Yeah, I get it. But you also should be smart enough to avoid those things. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's not our job to pick you up when you fall all the time. The United States is not the global police force. We are not the global humanitarian force. We're not. No, and we shouldn't have to be either. No, we're not. We are not here to be full peacekeepers. We are not here to keep the peace. I mean, it, and unfortunately, I mean, again, if, if, if you are a citizen of a country with a regime in charge or a terrorist regime that is wreaking havoc in your region, I, I'm sorry, but we can't help you. We cannot, we can't help everybody. We just can't. No. I mean, that is why it's the land of opportunity if you're willing to work for it. Yeah. And work hard, work every day. I mean, the, the amount of work you sometimes have to put into being successful it will be insane. Yeah. And that's why the, the, the relative number of successful people in the United States is low. Mm -hmm. the, the per capita income in this country is low. The expectations for our citizens are low. Why? Because they don't work that hard. And they're the first people to complain, riot, and, 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 and basically gripe about their lives, yet they're the last people that will work that hard. To actually do, make a change. Yeah, and I mean to really do it for yourself. To reach in your pocket and not feel your leg anymore. I'm not here to coach you on how to do that. I figured it out. <laughs> I hate to say it, but I figured it out. you got to figure stuff out, people. What can I say? Whew. All right. I think I've offended some people with this episode. I hope not. But all I'm trying to do is be honest. Yeah. I'm just being honest. And, and I think by being a Trump supporter, it's all I've heard from Trump supporters this week who are happy that he won the election. People say, you know, they're, they're very offended by the liberal labeling of them as uneducated white people who are male. First of all, what does it matter what color we are? What does it matter what gender we are? They're creating racism and bigotry is what they're doing. They're, they're basically continuing the practice of what they accuse Trump supporters of being. Yes, I agree. They absolutely are. Now, you notice that Trump won. Do you see anybody rubbing it in anybody's face? No. Do you see anybody rioting? No. Do you see any, any, any white supremacy things going on? Mm -mm. No. What you see is a group of people in this country who feel like they are the salt of the earth, 
They are the backbreaking labor. They are the workers. They are, are, are the populace. And they got pissed off. Yes. And they've had enough. So, what can I say? Um, pardon the language on this episode, folks. It really, truly was not meant to be explicit content. But you're passionate. But I am. I mean, you get tired of it. You get tired of waking up every day, and you get tired of looking at your paychecks and seeing how much money you've given away, and what you won't get back. You know, if I were to, you know, if, if I were to have a family one day, do you think I want my children, you know, to be successful? Yes. Yes, and how do you think I'm going to do that when over half my paycheck gets ripped away and given to people I didn't voluntarily give it to? Exactly. You know, I mean, you, you have to. I mean, my our taxes are insane every year. They're absolutely insane to hand things away to people that didn't try that hard. You know, my dad always says, "You're basically hurt by trying in this country now." Unfortunately, because now it's going to go away to people that that don't care, that don't have ambition. And it just, it, it, it hurts me. I mean, you talk about Hillary supporters crying. You know something? Here's my, here's my, here is my message to every Hillary supporter that was crying when she lost that election. It's about time. Because I've been going to bed crying ever since I started working for a living at the age of 18. Yeah, how do you think that makes me feel? How do you think I feel now? To see those people finally crying after causing pain and suffering for people for over, at least for me, for 16 years... And you don't think I feel a shred of, of compassion for you? I don't. Because it's about time you felt the way I felt. Is that fair? Exactly. Because now you can feel the way we've felt for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. So anyway, all right. So if I upset anybody who's listening to this show, I apologize for how you feel, but I'm not going to apologize for my feelings. I meant what I said. We supported our candidate. We're looking forward to the next four years. And if things don't work out the way we'd like, at least we're happy with the way things are today. And we'll see what happens after he takes office on January 20th. Is there anything else you want to talk about? I think we're good. Yeah, I think so. Whew. i got to calm down. I've been very passionate the past couple weeks, have I not? But it's a good thing. It's a good passion. It is, because we're tired of it. I'm, I'm, just, I'm, I'm sick of it, you know? I want my little boy and my little girl to grow up in a very strong country. I want them to have jobs. I want them to be able to be anything they really want to be. Yeah. Like, and I don't mean it as lip service. I mean for real. I, in other words, I want my kid, if they want to be president, to really have the ability to be president. Yes. Okay, I don't want the, my son or my daughter is going to be a police officer or a firefighter or a lawyer or a banker. No. When I say what, my, what I want my kids to be, I really mean it. Like, I really want my son or my daughter to be a president or to be a civil leader for this country and be strong at it and be good at it and be knowledgeable and be articulate. You know, I, I don't... I don't want them to be average. Who wants to be average? No one. Nobody. All right, folks. We're going to go ahead and wrap this up this week. At any rate, um, hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did not, I apologize for how you feel. But again, if you don't like it, or you would like to give us comments or feedback, again, we welcome your comments, frugalsnobs at gmail.com. If you liked what we had to say, please do send us our, your, your comments as well. We, we're definitely happy to see additional likes on Facebook. We're happy to see additional comments on the blog and the podcast. So we're obviously doing something right. Yes. All right, folks. We're going to go ahead and wrap it up. You ready to go? Yes. All right. Let's get out of here, everybody. Be safe this week. Uh, we'll see how things shake out. Be well. Never pay retail. We hope you enjoyed the show. Take care of yourself and each other. Thanks, everybody.